You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, tight end and running back, super interesting classes. Um, and the commanders keep getting mentioned at both positions because they just have a bunch of interesting guys at tight end and also Logan Thomas, uh, who's interesting, obviously, from an injury recovery standpoint. Like, is he still the guy they signed a couple years ago that's good? Or is he more of the the declined player that we saw last year coming off the ACL? Then they got all these traits guys. Running back's obvious because they've only really got two top guys. They've got a couple other guys, later round picks, Jared Patterson types. Uh, But this is a super deep class at both positions. Uh, Let's start at running back. Like, after Bijan, who is going to go in the first round somewhere because he's arguably the best player in, in the entire class, just take the positional value out of it, uh, top five for sure. Um, how long until the next guy goes, and how deep is that next tier? It's deep, man. This running back class is awesome. Uh, I think Gibbs comes off the board somewhere top of the second, uh, the Alabama running back. And then you'll just see like a chain probably comes Texan and back probably comes off somewhere in the second, early third. I think Charbonnet is probably a third uh, UCLA running back. I think, I think Bigsby's probably going somewhere in that range. The Auburn running back, Tulane running back, Tasha Spears somewhere like ended second round, top of third round. Like there's a ton of talent. Uh, I think I had 13 guys in this class who would have been top five guys in last year's draft oh, wow. class. It's just, it's very deep. And so, the most this is the most top 100 players I've had on a PFF draft board running back. I'm looking right now, eight top 100 guys, and we hate running backs here. So <laughs> that's, that's a wild number. Uh, I think there was only three last year. So it, it's a super deep class. And I think the one thing Washington's missing is like they have two big dudes. Like maybe Antonio Gibson doesn't play big, but he's still like what, 228, 230? Like they have big, big ass running backs. They don't have one dynamic kind of jitterbug, but this class is chock full of them. Uh, so the guys in that mold that I kind of just said, Gibbs is in that mold. I think A-Chain's in that mold. I think Tajay Spears from Tulane's in that mold. Even Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State's an intriguing guy in that mold. Uh, Zach Evans from Ole Miss is an intriguing guy in that mold. There, there's just so many guys that I think one of those that I just mentioned, if they're on the board in the fourth or somewhere in day three, you almost have to pull the trigger just to add that to your offense to give you one, uh, you know, one more chess piece in your arsenal. Yeah. And they need that, that like scat back type, you know, obviously McKinnon's still floating out there. I think at this point in free agency, who's got the familiarity with, with the enemy system, but uh, getting a young guy is, would, would obviously be great. And then tight end. I mean, Logan, what you have, what, 11 guys that you said are yeah, like starting, that- starting grades on. Yeah, they, they could. I mean, it depends on the, the kind of system and like where they're going to be. But like, you know, I, like to me, a starting caliber tight end is like a blocking Y. And I know that's like the second guy in your depth chart. But like if he's got that skill set, like he's going to play minutes for your team. So 11 probably like 
I think probably generous, but like there's some dudes that are big, strong, physical guys. And so when I was looking at your list, actually, I was surprised to see not a, not a ton of guys, not a ton of tight ends in that top 150. I think it was eight, maybe six, if I remember correctly. I don't have it right in front of me, but um, you know, nine top 150. Oh, well, maybe I miscounted then. That's on me. Maybe Logan's right. just bad at math. That's one on, right that's at on one, me. One at 150. So. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I, I also, not to. Not to start a fight here, but I don't really value the the Y blocking tight end. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't value it, but like teams need it, right? So it's like yeah. it's kind of one of those positions where it's like John Bates, for example, like in the fourth, fifth round, like he's playing sixty percent of the snaps for Washington, right? And so you want a guy who's can pass protect, can run block, and so obviously you're in the one fifty stuff. You're looking for those dynamic kind of game changing players. One hundred percent agree with that. But I think it's also important to acknowledge that there are guys that kind of fit your flavor of your team and can fit needs is what I'm saying. Yes. But it's the class is sick and not just like deep. I think there's more top end talent this year's class than any since probably 2018. Uh, and even I like the top of this better than probably even 2018. Oh, really? So you, uh, one of the things about your 150 is you had, I think Darnell Wright, like in this, I don't want to, it's not in front of me, like in the 68. 60, yeah, or number and so I know a lot of people, I, I don't disagree with that necessarily, but can you explain why that is and why do you have the other two guys above him? And um, Sam Laporta, I think, was also kind of in that mix as a guy that was above him. I like his film a lot more than Darnell Wright's, but can you give us a little uh, Darnell Washington. Just Darnell Washington, clarity. sorry. Yep, sorry. <laughs> um, so it, it, it comes down to, you know, skill set, right? I, Darnell Washington, at what he does, you, you probably won't find a better player in that mold right he's he is as good of and i don't think he's like super polished as a run blocker but he's just he's six seven seventy with like a seven foot wingspan where it doesn't take much you know it doesn't take yeah. much polish for that guy to make an impact and you see him on the move like hawk down dbs and, and that's where his best blocks are truthfully is when he could just gets a hand on a safety or a corner those guys crumple like they do against offensive linemen so i think that's where he's really at his best but he's just, he's not a separator and not a, and for as big a wingspan as he has, he's not really a go up and get it type of tight end. And I think he had like a 29 vertical top. Like he's just, he is kind of a ground player. He is a guy who is, you know, he can run your, you know, over seams, flats, do that, and then make a little after the catch. But if I have, you know, a safety on him and man coverage, I'm looking elsewhere because I don't think he's going to get, he's not going to get off man coverage. He's not going to separate. There's a reason why all his highlights are him just in space, jumping over dudes and not uh, running routes the way Kincaid and Mayer's highlights are. So that that's the big thing with me is that just, do I ever see him catching more than, you know, 50 balls and 700 yards in a season? Sure. I, I'd be floored if he did. Whereas Kincaid, yes, Michael Mayer, hundred percent, Sam Laporta, hundred percent, Luke Musgrave, maybe not, but he's unique in the speed that he brings to the table as a vertical threat that I'll, I'll take that first. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Musgrave as well. Cause he's, he's an athletic freak for his size. And again, those, those traits are things that get you excited. Another guy that I wanted to just bring up, cause I think it's Washington's also looking for kind of a rotational edge rusher and a guy that I like a lot in this class um, is Keon white out of Georgia tech, right? You got him sliding a little bit on your board. Um, talk about that a little bit. I heard on uh, the big PFF show you mentioned that he ran a slow forty. If I know if it's the same forty that Cam Jordan ran, like how do you kind of, come, you know, what I'm saying he's not an elite athlete, yeah. but he's a big, strong, physical dude that I think fits this system here in Washington really well. 
So again, I'm probably valuing him more because of the system fit, but go ahead. Yeah, so he's somewhat new to the position. He started at tight right. end. Uh, I knew I liked him. New. I think it's four years. I think it's four <laughs> years as a defensive end at this point. But he's 6'5", 281, 34-inch arms. Like, that, that's, he, he can do a lot of different things in your defense because he is athletic enough to line up out wide and be you know, a pure wide nine bull rusher. But then he can go up and go head-to-head with an offensive tackle, and there's that versatile aspect to him. Um, but just he, he looks – on tape, at least to me, just like he, you, you don't see that athleticism show up every snap. Like he, he's super high end athlete, straight line speed guy. He can hawk down people in space, but you don't see him getting off the line like suddenly and getting onto dudes and then playing. You know, just like everything is a little lethargic, deliberate, without urgency. Yeah, there you go, deliberate. Great work. Um, so you. that's just how I see him. Uh, as a prospect that a little bit more um, developmental is that fair to say yes mm-hmm. that definitely more in that realm and that's why you know because he does flash he does have these moments where he flashes he'll make a tremendous play he'll blow up a guard but you're right the consistency down to down isn't necessarily yeah. there and, and if you're a developmental guy well, well you better be you know four at that size you better be running a four six something four seven you mm-hmm. know you better so his his 10 split was a one six nine oh Four seven nine, like you better have a little bit more than that for me to go to bat high for a developmental guy in that moment, sure. right? You better be damn good as an athlete. And then testing wise, he just flat out wasn't, unfortunately. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so in addition to Keon White, kind of in that third, fourth round range, I know we did this last time and you were kind of still finishing your evaluations. Are there guys in there that you like for Washington kind of guys that jump off the tape a little bit? You say, wow. I like Isaiah McGuire a lot. He's a Missouri, the Missouri kid. Yes. All right. Talk about him. Let's hear it. Oh yeah, that that reaction you said told me you didn't. Well, no, because I because I've heard you mention. So I, I consume a lot of PFF's content. I okay. consume a lot of your content. I've heard you talk about him. I just haven't got to him yet. So gotcha. if you're gonna pitch me on a guy that I haven't seen, what's okay. the pitch? Is the question. My pitch is he's bendy. Um, mm. I think that's a unique flexibility is a great trait to have on the edge in that he can not only you know from a standstill, get like his hands above his eyes and really, you know, lift up an offensive tackle. But then once he gets around the edge or gets to the edge of an offensive tackle, like he's underneath them and getting back to the quarterback for, you know, a guy in the 270 sort of range mm. of power defensive ends, which that just gives you a high floor in my opinion. So he's not going to go highly because I don't think he's necessarily, you know, your explosive um, athlete that, you project to be, you know, ten sack plus guy. But if you're looking, if you're Washington, and you want that third guy to just be sound in a lot of different. You want him to be good in the run game. You want him to be able to at least, you know, push the pocket. And I think he can do both those things. Nice. All right, Mike. What's your uh, what's your life like over the next three weeks? We're taping this on Thursday, April sixth. I Meaning you got exactly three weeks to the draft. Well, so truthfully. 
March is usually the worst for me because that's when I'm doing guide. That's when I'm grinding tape all the time and have to react to the combine and you still have a lot of hits. Now it's just, I'm doing a ton of podcasts, a ton of writing, which is kind of like icing on the cake. I, I don't need to uh, necessarily grind. So it, this is the fun part for me. And then May is the really fun part. But th this, this part, <laughs> this time of year is just like, uh, I get to enjoy uh, and see where these guys end up. They don't make you do like a 2024 list the day after. And, and do they? I actually, I actually enjoy that more. Like it's not a grind for me because I get to watch guys and just not care. Like I, I get to watch them for pure fun. I don't have to take notes and I don't have to be typing into my Google sheet, all the stuff that I want to say about them. It's just, I'm like, Hey, he's good. Let's put him in. This guy's good. This guy's not good. Let's put him in. Like, it's just, I get to just be yes or no on guys, putting him in my first round mock for next year. Do you have a okay. second round I actually need to go back and look at, I need to go back and look at last year's to see how many. That'd be a fun exercise. Got, right? That'd be good. Go, you, it's probably not have, a lot. Is this the last mock draft you do or you, will you do one more? I do one more first round day before the draft. So yeah, that's okay. it. No seven rounds. I don't round go to seven rounds. Either, huh? yeah. I'm not, I'm not a psychopath. I, I, they've asked me. <laughs> And I told them, I'm just, no, like, I, I don't have too much too many picks. Too it's many just, picks. it's not worth it. You you, what would be even more fun, by the way, your 2024, or like looking back at last year's is like, look back at yours, look back at like McShay, see who else did one and just get, the most. take notes. Yeah. Who had the most like right draft right? mock year out, uh, mock wars. That's what we're here for. We're here for the drama. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking right now. Oh no. I had some, some awful picks. <laughs> We're not even oh. going to talk about it. <laughs> what's the worst well, one? What's want... the what's the worst one? What's just what's the worst one on there? Um, we had Arik Gilbert going top ten. Whoa, guy! High on I him last he, year. I, well, I assumed he would get his head on straight, which never ended up happening. Obviously, didn't it happen. So turned out he showed up three hundred pounds to camp, and then that was that. Dude, but you know, it's that's why it's a fun. That's why it's a fun exercise. It's uh, it's why you gotta you gotta watch the tape and have it all in, because uh, guys guys move around. Uh, you can read all of Mike's stuff uh, at Pro Football Focus. Obviously, subscribe to their podcast as well. They do a bunch of great YouTube content, uh, so make sure you subscribe to their YouTube page, which we'll link in the description, uh, both on the podcast and on YouTube. Mike, this was great, man. Uh, hope maybe we'll talk to you after the draft. Uh, we'll talk to you during May fun time. For sure, fellas, be happy to do it.